We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Guiltiest Charge podcast here with Arjun. And today I'm going to be having a great interview with Joshua Kelly running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. Josh, uh, how are we doing today? I'm doing really good, man. I'm excited. Just excited to be on here. You know, I'm doing pretty well, man. Holding up. So, yeah, man, all good here. <laughs> yeah, no, we've I've been out to training camp a couple of times and you look you looked great out there and obviously in your first preseason game that was you know you had a good, pretty great performance as well um Thank jumping straight you. into the questions uh, one of the questions i wanted to ask you about is um run scheme so um in college at ucla in your final year ucla employed a lot of like inside zone run concepts in your final year and in your first two years with the chargers um under shane steichen and now joe lombardi uh, you've run a lot of inside zone and outside zone as part of the primary run concepts that the chargers have employed I was curious if this type of stability from college to the NFL in terms of the type of runs uh, you do help in the transition or does it not really help just because the speed of the game and other factors are so much different from the college to the NFL level? Um, well, I think I think college did a really good job of well, Chip Kelly did of like preparing me. I feel like his run schemes was a lot of what he did in Philadelphia in San Francisco in the league. And then he came to you. So like kind of incorporated those. So I feel like it really liked help. If that's the, like, it kind of really helped me a lot. And um, obviously, man, I think the biggest difference now is like, I'm just the third year and like, it's just way more experience for me, like running outside zone, inside zone. Obviously it's different, man. Like guys up here are obviously a lot better, but uh, I think for me, man, I'm a lot better than I was in college as well. So it's been good. It's been good help for me. Yeah. And, and staying on the idea of, you know, running the ball, um, you know, one of the things that has been kind of like changing the NFL is like how defenses play uh, offenses, especially high powered offenses like the Chargers. Um, you see a lot of teams employing like what Brandon Sealy does on defense, which is light boxes. And because of how good the Chargers passing attack is, we potentially mm -hmm. could see teams uh, remove a man from the box um, in on passing and running plays. I'm curious, you know, how you think that affects the Chargers run game and like how that think how that could potentially help you have a bigger season than you've seen in seasons past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I think our offense is our offense is crazy, man. Like we we've got we've got a lot of talented dudes, man. We got a great coordinator. We've got a lot going on offensively. So I think, man, the biggest thing is is like 
we can really get the run game going along with our pass game, man. We could, you know, we can really do something on offense this year. So I think like you mentioned, man, like, so you got to stop something or try to stop something. So you're going to sell out for the pass and, you know, run game is going to have a lighter box. If you sell out for the run, then there's going to be singles outside on the edge. So, mm-hmm. man, it's kind of crazy. But I think honestly, man, like I'm all for those six or seven man boxes. Like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that. That's the thing. Once once you remove the extra guy from the box, the rushing game become, becomes much more efficient. Um, yeah, you know, one, one of the exactly. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things you talked about in your in your last press conference was the idea of like pass protection. We hear a lot from offensive linemen about chemistry and like their process from pre to post snap and like how chemistry is so important for picking up stunts and twists. But when you're running back, you're kind of a little bit on an island and we never really hear about their process and pass protection. I was wondering, could you explain your process um, from pre to post snap as a running back, you know, uh, blocking for a guy like Justin Herbert or Chase Daniel, whether they're in shotgun or under center? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, the biggest thing I've always done, you know, whether it's college or now, is understanding who am I like working towards? Like, like you said, you're on an island, man. Like you got to figure out exactly who do you have? Like, who do you have in protection? Like, do I have the wheel linebacker, the Mike, the Sam? Do I have a DB, a safety, a corner? You understand who you are. I mean, who you're working towards. And then after that, once the ball snapped and you see him coming, my biggest thing, man, is close the distance as much as possible. Like, if you kind of, like, sit in the quarterback's lap and you're waiting for that guy to come at you, you're at a disadvantage because he's coming at you with full speed and you're just sitting there waiting for him. You're going to be a catching, absorbing. So for me, man, it's like, let me meet this guy at the line of scrimmage as fast as possible and let me deliver a blow. Like, I see a lot of backs, you know, just catch. They like to catch a lot of blows, catch a lot of, like, hits. And I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go out here trying to hit, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to be the hammer, not the nail. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's a great analogy. And that, that process, it sounds, you know, very good. So excited to see what, what you do in that category for this upcoming season. Um, transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. No, anytime. I got you. Um, transitioning a little bit to <laughs> a little bit about, you know, your mentality, um, I know you said, you know, a lot, especially for a guy like you, your first year, you were under Shane Steichen. Second year, you have to transition transition mm-hmm. to a completely new offensive scheme under Joel Lombardi. What is being in the system, the type of continuity that you'll have, not only with you, but the pieces around you help you in, in not only like your mentality, but your confidence going into year three and now year two of this new offense? Yeah, no, that's a, that's, yeah, man, you got some great questions. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, no, honestly, bro, like to, the biggest thing for me is it's really like what you said. The key word there is confident. Like third year now, it's like I've been in the same offense as I was last year. It's like I know the plays, you know, I know how this scheme works. You know, I'm not a master at it yet. You can always learn and get better, but I have a good idea of what we're, the, what they're looking for, like what the scheme is asking. So I think the biggest thing is now is just execution, like playing fast. It's like, all right, I know who I'm going to. I know who I've got in path row. I know what the run is. I know what, like, my route is. It's like, all right, let's play ball. And when you can do that, man, when you can just say, like, all right, it's time to just play ball, you have an advantage. Because some people may be thinking about, oh, what do I got? What do I have? And that slows you down. Yeah, uh, that sounds great. And, um, that I mean, yeah, you, the way you said it, that's that's kind of how I've always viewed running backs that progress, especially on their rookie deal. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're – I want to be mindful of your time. So I'm going to wrap it up with, with a pretty fun one. So um, <laughs> I I'm an intern with pro football focus. I'm kind of known on this podcast as like the analytics guy. 
I was curious, like outside of film, are there any stats that you use specifically to measure your performance in the, the regular season or in practice or any things you use to compare yourself to some of your competitors in, throughout the league? Mm, that's a great question. Dang, man, I feel like the biggest thing, man, has always been yards after contact. I feel like that tool right there, especially for a lot of backs, man, I feel like that's like one of the biggest separating things. And I remember it was a crazy stab by like Jonathan Taylor. Like he had something crazy. It was like this huge, like he almost had like almost a thousand yards, if not a thousand yards after contact. It was crazy. I think that's really what separates a lot of these guys. You talk, you talk about like Henry Chubb, Taylor, man, there's some dudes. I feel like that one, I think you guys do a great job too. Like the grading style, I feel like it's really dope the way you guys do it over there. But I have a quick question about that. So, like, what counts as a protection? Like, is it like, do you get points if you just pick up the guy? Or do you get extra points if you like hit the guy? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So, um, PFF obviously we we chart every player on every play, and so if you're a running back and you're in protection, but you don't really pick anyone up, you kind of just get a zero. Like, you don't you get a neutral grade. But if you're say stone stonewalling a blitzing linebacker, like say a uh, Willie Gay from the Chiefs and you stonewall him you'll get you could get a grade of like 0.5 which is positive or one if it's like a really good rep but if it's a oh, rep wow. where he kind of bull rushes you or or gets around you you get a negative grade and that obviously hurts your pass blocking grade if that makes sense okay all right that's good to know yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure that's dope man <laughs> yeah. so, so now you and our listeners know how that kind of process works by pff which i i know um the player like in general players have different different opinions of pff but you know i'm just i'm just here to i'm not the person who does the grading i'm just the person who uses the data if that makes sense but, uh, but yeah i see yeah no I, I, I mean i i definitely oh go ahead no no you can finish you can finish oh i was like yeah man it's definitely people have mixed mixed opinions about it but i honestly i like it man i think I think it's pretty dope, man. So, yeah, like for me, I'm trying to, you know, get in that upper echelon, what, the 90s, the 100s? Like that's that's where you have to be. <laughs> yeah, I love love that. And I obviously love your answer about yards after contact. That's kind of how I would view um, a running back's ability because yards before contact is kind of a mixture of everything, but mostly offensive line and I would say mm -hmm. a little bit of scheme. Um, but yards after contact is definitely a running back's ability to um, make something happen after yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. We're right on. We see the same thing. Yeah, I love that. That's the UCLA and, and now and for me, Michigan education uh, being put to use. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. But but Josh, you know, obviously you want to be mindful of your time. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast Um, for all of our listeners. Make sure to go check him out. All socials at Twitter at SmoothPlayJK. You know, get that follower <laughs> count up on on everything. And obviously, <laughs> uh the guys on the podcast will be rooting for you um during the season during the preseason and i'll be at the scrimmages the next couple of days so obviously be rooting for you there and josh really want to thank you for coming on anything else you want to plug or say oh dope man no thank you for having me i really appreciate it and um yeah man it's all the viewers out there listening just you know just keep going whatever you guys doing man just keep working at it never give up and um god bless you take care thank yeah. you take care guys and as always Bolt up. Yeah. Bolt up, baby. <laughs>
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.